It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hi and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with me, your host, Stephen Wallace. As promised, I have more Ashes talk for you today with ashes all around the world. I will take you on a journey to Argentina, Brazil, England, Japan, Scotland and the United States to discover how four international cricketers, a fair break manager and a young sports vlogger watch this summer's Women's Ashes. Our first guest on Ashes All Around the World is Rosa Simpkin of Rosa Talks Ball. How did you get to follow the, the women's Ashes, Rosa? I was lucky enough to attend three of the games. I headed to the first day of the test match at Trent Bridge, the T20 at Edge Baston, and the final ODI at Taunton, and all of the other games I followed on Sky. So I've had my eyes on this one for sure. Before we get into a bit of detail, what was the atmosphere like at the Games? It was unbelievable. I mean, we were expecting it to be good when we headed to Edgbaston. But I think it's one of the best atmospheres I've ever been in at a sporting event, men's or women's. Everyone was so in voice. It was electric. They were ever, they were clapping every single, you know, like it was, you felt like everyone was truly behind the team and that felt quite special. Because over 100,000 people watched the seven matches, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I think it's something which over the past couple of years, the ECB has really been building for with the hundreds and the attendance for that. And also off the back of the Lionesses at the Euros, I think that gave women's sport boost in general. And the biggest thing is this series and the Ashes as a whole has been billed as two Ashes. It's one series. It's the men's Ashes and the women's Ashes are happening at the same time. And I think that excitement which the ECB has built through that campaign has got the bums on the seats. And it's incredible to see that we're finally getting the crowds which these players deserve. Let's get your thoughts now on the multi-format series. I mean, I think it's 
there's something quite special about both teams, the fight they both put in throughout the series. I mean, Australia and England both could have won that test match. I think they were both in winning positions, but Australia edged it. Then you had the T20 at Edgebaston, which was lost by England by a couple of runs. And being 6-0 down, they could have very easily turned around and said, there's no chance, you know, why would we keep fighting? But they did keep fighting. And then they were in a position where they could have won it, which was, I don't think anyone would have believed you at the beginning when you said you could be in a winning position now. And to then go from 6-0 down to drawing 8-all with a team which does not lose. Australia uh, have been dominant in the women's game for so, so long. So I think it says it's a lot of testament to this current England side that they were able to come up with that and go toe-to-toe with them. What did you think then to the fact that we won both the T20 series and the ODI series and the point system? I mean, first of all, I was very excited when we were on the T20 series. I think it's huge for mentality because we've always had the skill to beat Australia. It's just that whenever we've played them in major tournaments, all the players have gone, oh, it's Australia. That's difficult. And they've kind of never been able to climb that mountain of that mentality mountain. Um, but in terms of the point system, I think it does need to be looked at. To win four or seven games and two white ball series and not come away with the Ashes is quite something. I also think that if there's going to be a test match involved, it shouldn't be at the start. It even needs to be in the middle or the end of the series because it has such, at the moment, it's gold dust, four points to the others too. You know, like if you win that game, you're already in a winning position in the series and that's up to you to keep that or lose that. Especially now we're playing five-day test matches, you're more liable to get a result. Yeah, for sure. I mean, previously it didn't really matter because like four days, whether most of them ended up in draws and you were very unlikely to get a result. But now we've got these this fifth day, which is absolutely vital and is so good to see. It does mean a result is going to follow. Um, so we need to react to that in the way it's pointed, pointed, scored, in the way it's scored. And also, again, the scheduling and the order. Well, who was your player of the series? And, and can you sort of give your thoughts on some of the key players in the series? I think there's been a, quite a few key players. I mean, Amy Jones behind the stumps is one. I honestly think without her contrib- contributions, we wouldn't have really come close. Um, especially in that last game, that stumping was unbelievable. Obviously, Ash Gardner an absolutely world-class player and her ability to change her pace when she's bowling is absolutely lethal. I mean, she took 23 wickets over the series and she took a free throw in all of the ODIs, which is quite consistent for a spin bowler as well. So she was definitely really key for Australia and she also scored some really key runs and was really exciting to watch. And then you had the likes of Heather Knight and Kate Cross, who obviously kept us in that ODI, you know, they got us over the line. Kate Cross with her drives and her <laughs> scoop shots. Um, but 
I think it would be rude not to say that my player of the series is Natasha Brunt. I mean, how does she do it? Every single series, she seems to be a standout. She, she's honestly not human. I mean, it's been a difficult time for her against Australia. She's constantly formed and us not get results. Um, I mean, her 111 not out in the second ODI, where we fell three runs short, you know, like, that was another performance which should have had a result, and she deserved a result for that. And then that 129 came afterwards, consecutive hundreds, which is what got us over the line. You know, so she is definitely my standout player of the series. And it must be good for the women's game as a whole that the Australians were beaten and there's more competition because they, they'd, I think they'd won, was it 42 out of 43 ODIs before this series? Yeah, for sure. It's all mentality. I think they're all teams when they come up against Australia, there's kind of this, they're miles ahead mentality and they are in some ways. They were so much more professional as a nation before everyone else. But I think it's been crucial. Um, I mean, Ireland, they're currently playing Ireland. Ireland have watched us play them and will be thinking, we have a chance. Why don't we have a chance? We, we can go up against this team and we can beat them. And it's huge that that gap is closing because the more competitive the game becomes, the more viewers it will get and the more investment it will get. So looking ahead to the next Ashes in about, you know, Two years, two and a half years' time, much a much close another close series and a possible England victory. I think definitely. I think obviously it's like it's in Australia, so they'll have the advantage that time. And I really hope that they utilize the home advantage like England did and get fans in the stands. But I think England have a real chance now. Also going into the World Cups now, next year, as an example, they have this now they now have this mentality as a team that they can win matches. They just they've always had that skill. They can do it. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had an England victory down under. Let's end um, with this Ashes all around the world episode with someone who was watching the Ashes in England. What was your favourite memory of this year's Women's Ashes? Probably witnessing at Taunton that Nat Silverbrunt 100. It was an exceptional innings, the partnership she held with Heaven Knight as well. And it was also really nice that it came off and that she, it actually led to a victory for once. And you could tell how thrilled she was, how thrilled the team was. The crowd were electric when she scored those runs to get to it. So definitely being there in Taunton and seeing that 100. I then made the short trip via Zoom, of course, to Scotland, where I spoke to Sue Strachan, who had just finished a game of squash. Sue is an ex-president of Cricket Scotland and was the Sapphires manager at the 2023 Fairbreak Invitational event. After our chat, Sue was due to cycle home before her evening game of tennis. Sue is all action and always gives some excellent insights into women's cricket. Sue, where did you get to watch the Women's Ashes? In my living room, Stephen. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a long trek down from Scotland because they never play very far north. I could do with maybe Women's Ashes 
having at least one game at Durham, but uh, not this year, sadly. So um, uh, in my living room, uh, on tender hooks, uh, watching the games, it was, I-, I wished I was there. The atmosphere came across as being superb and what a beast of women's cricket. So were you cheering for England? Yes, of course I was. <laughs> Even well, though I'm a Scot, of course I was cheering for England. Most of the time. <laughs> so what, what were your thoughts then on of this exciting Ashes series? Well, I think um, you know, the pressure the pressure of being unbeaten, I think, uh is quite underrated it's you know it's quite tough on Australia being that unbeaten team that everybody's shooting at really and I think that showed uh and I think that England really took the game to them and it was great to see and you know the skills the standard it's amazing what giving people more time on task better facilities better support better sports science, all of the above can do for the standard of, of cricket. And that is very clear um, to see in women's cricket, particularly, I think, the fielding. The standard of fielding has gone up so much in the last few years, and it's just a great game to watch now. Whatever uh, format you like best, you know, I enjoy them all for, for different reasons. Why did you think England were able to... Uh... Draw eight all. Well, I think that, uh, like I say, I think the pressure on on Australia is much harder being the people that are defending a record than the people that are trying to knock those people off. I think they had a really good team atmosphere, and I think that the the growth of the women's game in England and the regional setup now is bringing so many players through that um, there's more players at a higher standard uh, and competition is very high to get into that team or that squad. And um, I don't think anybody's, well, hardly anybody's place is is safe. So uh, that's a great incentive to play your best cricket. So you think the gap has has, uh, got closer now between England and Australia? Yeah, I don't think... There was much of a gap. I think Australia has always been a little bit ahead of England in their women's cricket setup uh, from grassroots all the way through. But I think that England have uh, upped their game. There's no doubt about that. They've upped the game of developing the women's and girls game uh, within the country and also uh, the support and also the the use of top-class facilities for the women's game has made a big difference. They're used to now playing on good wickets with nice lightning-fast outfields. Um, you know, so all of that uh, makes it easier to perform at your best level when you're in the big moments. Without going into any detail in sort of statistics of players, which players stood out for you in the multi-format series? I think Lauren Bell was really impressive. Kate Cross, um, that girl come back, I said, as she went in and then um, scooped the ball beautifully. Um, but, you know, Nat Silverbrunt has to be the standout. 
uh, what a superb cricketer she is. And she's such a lovely person as well, but what a superb cricketer. Um, and, you know, a lot of a lot of girls, women that are now big game people. So Tammy Beaumont has responded really well to having been dropped at times. You know, she's gone, right, okay, what do I have to work on? Elise Perry is, is very similar. Elise Perry, what a superb cricketer she is and a superb athlete. But, you know, they dropped her for a while, so she went back and she worked on her game and she worked on her game and she worked her way back in. Um, and I think that uh, the players that have responded well to that sort of situation are the most impressive ones to me. And also, you know, some of the newcomers, Lauren Filer, very impressive, very exciting young cricketer, uh, did so well on the big stage. Um, and just, you know, Phoebe Litchfield, I, I obviously saw her fair break. What a beautiful technique, what a beautiful batter she is. Um, and she, although she wasn't didn't have standout performances, she's one to watch for the future as well. Yes, you, you came across some of the, the players at fair break, didn't you, this year? Yes, yes. I think uh, I think Phoebe uh, was the standout player that we saw at Fairbreak. Um, you know, she uh, announced herself on the world stage through Fairbreak, I think. Um, and uh, oh, it's great technique. She's lovely to watch um, as a batter. Just just lovely, lovely technique. A bit like watching Joe Root in the men's game. You know, it's just a joy to watch somebody who has such lovely technique. England lost the test match, but did you like the idea of a five-day test match? Yes. Yeah, I think if you're going to play a test match, I think uh, you want to play, you want to get a result and you want to, to give the women and girls the same opportunities as you give the men. So if you're going to have five-day test matches, everyone should have five-day test matches. And, and I think perhaps luckily uh, it was just a superb match. Um, and I think it it made the case for the five days definitely. But all in all, an ashes to remember. Yes, for lots of different reasons. Um, I think for me, I actually had that feeling that maybe finally we're getting there for women's sport, and it's not just the football. You know, I had that feeling. I, I'm, you know, I'm 59 now, and I'm so tired of women's sport being hidden, um, not getting much interest in the mainstream media, um, only it, it being assumed that only women want to watch women's sport. Um, and here we are, you know, it, build it and they will come. I think I think Isha or, or Mel said that on comms, you know, build it properly and people will watch it. And it has been so entertaining and so inspiring for young girls. You know, it actually made the case for a young female athletic girl picking cricket um, as a sport which um, which uses your athleticism, which teaches you skills, which gives you joy. I think that's one of the most important things that you see Probably in most women's sports, certainly women's team sport, you see the joy that women have of, of playing at a higher and higher level. 
but you see the skill development and you see that actually cricket is now um, a, a definitely worthwhile choice for a young female athlete. And uh, that's just brilliant. Um, and that it's entertaining for everybody to watch. Well, thank you very much, Sue, uh, for joining us on this podcast of Ashes All Around the World. Um, great to speak to someone with a sight screen sight screen in the background. Uh, on <laughs> the beautiful Dumfries Cricket Club. Yeah, on, on, a, a, on a, a dry day in Scotland. Yes, the sun is out. They're cutting the uh, the square and um, all is well with the world. Well, I'll find out what the weather's like when I speak to uh, other guests in Argentina and Brazil later. Lovely. Next up on Ashes All Around the World is former Japanese international left-arm spinner Shizuka Miyagi. Shizuka played for the spirit at the 2023 Fairbreak Invitational event in Hong Kong. Shizuka, how did you follow the women's ashes in Japan? Uh, we can watch uh, women's ashes uh, ICC TV for free in Japan. So what was the time difference for the games? Were you able to watch them live? Uh, no, it, it was very hard to watch uh, all games because uh, there is uh, eight hours time different uh, between uh, Japan and the UK. So I always uh, watch the first inning or to the T. Yeah, so uh, I didn't have a watch to watch. Uh, I didn't have a chance to watch a T20 because uh, such too late, maybe at 2 a.m. in Japan. But I watched a test match and uh, ODI. Where are the, some of the other... Uh, Japanese players that you know watching the matches as well yeah I think uh, a lot of guys uh, try to watch if they can uh, walk up uh, late but a bit hard to watch because uh, a lot of guys are worked uh, during our weekdays so uh, yeah someone maybe could be but did, were you able to chat to other Japanese cricketers and friends about what was going on? Uh, I always uh, talked with uh, my husband. Uh, he is a Scottish and Japanese half. And he also uh, played for Japan for 15 years. So he was he so, was a good he was a good sounding board to talk about then. Yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> but, so what did you think to to the to the action? Were you surprised with the eight all score? Yeah, I really, really excited to watch a five-day test because always a four days for women's, but five days are really, really good because, uh, yeah, Australia won. Yeah, always draw and uh, if test match played a four days. So five days test is amazing. So you like the, the five-day element of it? Yeah, five days is good. But the actual result of the, the whole... Multi-format series. Were you surprised with the eight-all score? Yeah. Uh, after finish all games, uh, eight point and eight point. So really, really, really uh, excited series because uh, England won T20 and the ODS series, and uh, 
maybe uh, in Australia lost the T20 series since uh, 2017, I think. Yeah, they, they haven't yeah. lost many. I mean, they must, they, they, they only lost one. I think they'd lost one white ball game out of about 42 or something only before the yeah. series started. Yeah. Mm, mm. So who who were the players that stood out for you during the, the series? <laughs> yeah, always uh, Sophie Eccleston. She's uh, my superstar. But, uh, yeah, very, very good to watch uh, Natsiba Brand batting. Yeah, because she scored uh, four centuries uh, last five innings against Australia. Is she someone you admire? Have you ever bowled to Natsiba Brunt? No. Uh, I bowled to Catherine Sivabrunt in February in Hong Kong this year. Now that That's a lot easier than Natsiba Brunt, though. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> She's too good. Uh, talking about Sophie Eccleston, you played with her at yes. the Spirit, didn't you, in Fairbreak? And yes. yeah. how how would you have liked to in in the Test match? I looked up mm. and and uh, Sophie Eccleston bowled seventy seven overs. How would you fancy bowling seventy seven overs? Can't imagine too many overs. <laughs> Must be tired. <laughs> but she always uh, took wicket for England, and she took uh, eight wickets. She got ten wickets in the test match. Ah, uh, yeah, test. Ah, uh, yeah, ten wickets. Yeah. So she is uh, always too good. Amazing. What was she like to play with? Hmm. She always a bowler, really spin, and uh, she always a bowler, stump to stump, and the change pace. So, uh, really, really nice to watch uh, her bowling on TV. A lot of learning from her. Going back to the 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 end result, do you, do you think it was or is good for the game that the Australians have have been beaten? I, I thought that England could beat Australia in Test match, but Ash Gardner was uh, too good. She took uh, eight wickets in second inning. Yeah, in the second inning, she got eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, spin is so good to play on the tough pitch in Test match. Do you think that um, with the series being eight all, it's good for the good for the um, women's game that the Australians are now beatable? Yeah, because Australia is always too good, but England played really, really well because eight point eight point looks draw, but not draw. So, who would be your player of the the series? I think not Siva Brandt. <laughs> Overall, have you got a favourite memory of the twenty twenty three Ashes? Yeah, as I said uh, before, uh, I really really impressed with uh, not Siva Brandt batting because I know her really well because uh, her parents live in Japan. Her mom is an ambassador for a British embassy in Japan. So uh, sometimes I play with her dad. So I know her really, really well. I met her in Japan as well. Oh, I didn't know is that. It... That's, a, that's, a, that's a good connection, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Across the Atlantic, we go for our next guest, 
Sins Srihasa, the current USA women's captain. Sins also led the Warriors to victory at this year's Fairbreak Invitational event. Sins, how did you follow the women's ashes in America? Well, I'm glad that it was at a time that it was, uh, you know, acceptable time zone. Uh, it was good to get wake up in the morning and still have some cricket to watch. The way I've set up my workplace, uh, I work professionally as well, uh, full-time, is that right now I'm in front of the laptop, but behind that is a huge TV screen that's always on with some cricket on. So I follow any cricket that's uh, on TV. So Ashes was a great uh, series that I watched throughout uh, the, the span of about six weeks, which was amazing. Um, I could catch on most of it because it was quite early in the morning where I was on my on my laptop working, and but I could still follow it on TV here. And it does stream on Willow for us, which was great as well. <laughs> So you, you, you managed to uh, keep abreast of what was going on then? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, uh, we do. Uh, all of our USA cricketers, we have some of us are crazy cricket watchers. So we have our own WhatsApp group and we're constantly talking during the work as well, trying to see like, hey, you know, did you follow this? You know, did you follow that? And it's like constantly chatting with each, with each other about the happenings of the Ashes itself. Yes, followed all of the games was involved in it. I, I missed a couple of them because I had I did have a few games that I had to travel to Seattle, but I was still following this course online. <laughs> now you've played with uh, Phoebe Litchfield in uh, Fairbreak and you've obviously played against um, some of the England players, uh, Danny Wyatt and, and Sophia Dunkley uh, of two in the, the Fairbreak event. Uh, who were you cheering for? Phoebe, all the time, Phoebs. <laughs> yeah, I was just... Glad to know her as a person when she came over to Fairbreak. Uh, she's lovely to bat with. I've had a couple of, uh, um, I think, a couple of partnerships with her during Fairbreak. It felt like we were batting in two different pitches. She made batting look so easy. She's amazing, as, you know, the person that she is and also the batter that she is. Uh, great talent. Uh, looking forward to what she can offer to Australia uh, going in, in the future. But amazing. But I always kept cheering for Phoebe the entire time. <laughs> What about the cricket? Did you think it was a fair score at all? <laughs> Bit controversial, but, you know, uh, loved it that, you know, England gave a fight. Um, loved that it's multi-format. I think uh, test cricket there, you know, showed us why it was so important for Australia to get those four points on the board. Um, and uh, and it was a good thing that we made it a five-day test. If it was a four-day test, we wouldn't have been able to get the results that we got. So we can see everything actually mattered at the end, uh, how it all spanned out. The four-day test was now moved to five-day test, which gave Australia the four points, which eventually got them to win the retain the Ashes. So I think uh, love that multi-format. What it provides for the viewers as well is that um, it constants up and lows, and then you're following one team and you see the other team coming back stronger amazing uh, turnaround from England from where they were so 6-0 to come back and actually level the series so I think we loved it and watching it from outside I'm sure even the players who were competing there me being a you know an athlete I know how it feels to be down under and come back and uh, challenge a team like Australia so England did extremely well on that um, the score I think was fair enough to say that it, both the teams had their ups and lows 
And at the end of it, and our proofs that no one team came out as the winner of everything. So, which is you know amazing to see that we have two quality teams battling it out there. And as a USA captain, did you have some sympathy for Alisa Healy with all the things she had to do, keep wicket open the batting, captain the side? Yeah, uh, I'm a keeper batter and a captain, so uh, I know exactly how it is to do all three departments. But I, um, you know. Personally, I love it. And I think I'm more switched on as a keeper and also leading. I think it's like the perfect position to be in to see, to get the view of the entire uh, game. So I actually love it. There have been times when I have been uh, handed over the captaincy when I'm fielding and I completely feel out of place. Uh, absolutely no idea how to get the angles right for the field placements. But I think, you know, Healy, given that uh, what Meg Lanning brings into the team itself, her leadership, it did come out to see in the end that we probably missed Australia probably missed McLaren's leadership in the in the few games that you know that happened towards the end of the Ashes, but he leaded the best that she could, and you know we all know what kind of a player she is and what she brings into the team. So amazing for Healy to stand up to that and um, at the end of it she did say hey they, they're taking back the urn right so I think um, she got the job done the best way that she could. <laughs> And who for you were the, the standout players from the two sides? Oh, a lot of lot of names. I feel like, you know, uh, at the end of the series, they did, you know, say Ash Gardner and, you know, Nat Silver Brandt as the uh, player of the series. But we cannot forget the rest of them as well. Like, I mean, I feel like Perry stand, stood out, like Ellis Perry stood out in all three formats. Uh, I know she's often, uh, you know, probably picked down for her strike rate in the ODIs are in the T20s, but, you know, I think she was very versatile, the series, you know, the way she came back and, you know, performed in all three, uh, in all three formats. Um, Sutherland, you know, I think, you know, what she's been offering to the team and almost feel like she's like a mini Perry now. She's, you know, turning out to be a great, uh, you know, all-rounder, loved her performance as well. Um, So many others too, Eccleston, you know, always, you know, being consistent as well and Tammy Beaumont you know like the 200 and the ashes so I feel like there's no one standout uh, performer of course there was the uh you know the women of the series called out in the end but player of the series but I still I still feel like there were so many others I'm I'm a big uh, fan of Beth Mooney as well so she did stand out in a few in a few of the innings as well so a lot of people uh, to watch and a lot of people to learn from. Uh, that is why they are the best two teams where they have 11 match winners on a given day. So I think that's what makes them the team that they are, both the teams. A great advert, though, for the women's game. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, uh, look look at the... They had full stadiums for almost all of the games, uh, especially the, uh, the shorter formats and... Great to see that, you know, everywhere it has been accepted. And it also goes back to the level and the quality of the game that we are putting up on the field that, you know, that's making everybody notice us. So let's not take away from what the girls have been doing, the pioneers of this. You know, it's it's because of them that we are uh, we're able to pull in the crowd today. And what uh, plans personally have you got for USA cricket for the rest of 2023? We do have our Americas uh, scheduled in September. That's like the tournament for all of the Americas, uh, the so- South Americas and North Americas to in a qualifiers. 
the winners of this get to go to the global qualifiers, which then qualifies them to World Cup. So this definitely is our main tournament uh, that we are all prepping for. I actually head out to nationals next week, uh, where we the top um, four teams within the region, you know, compete together to make it to the uh, to the final fourteen of the USA national team. So definitely at the peak of my na- peak of my season, uh, prepping for that. Uh, the Americas is in probably four weeks from now. So yes, peak of, at, at the peak of my season right now. And USA women's cricket is is on the up. Yes. Uh, well, yes, definitely is on the up. Um, we, the under-19 national team made it to the World Cup la- this year in January. So that's been great. And a lot of, a lot of youngsters coming onto the group because of that, because of the under-19 exposure and that... Um, opportunity to make that World Cup. So we've definitely seen a lot more girls that have come into the system now and uh, great talent. And most of these uh, most of these cricketers are now taking decisions with their college based on how much cricket they want to play. They're, they're choosing to go to community college so that they could continue playing cricket as well. So they, the decisions are being made for cricket, which is a good thing to see. Well, that's all good news. And uh... Thanks for joining us and best of luck for the uh, rest of the year in the, for the USA. Thank you. Thank you so much. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Our final two guests are from South America. Recent rivals on the pitch, our penultimate guest is Argentina's fast medium bowler, Mariana Martinez. While last but not least, it's time for Roberta Moretti Avery, the Brazilian captain and a regular on the paddock and the pavilion. Hello, Mariana. Thanks for joining me on the paddock and the pavilion. Thank you very much for calling me to be there. We're here, sorry. We're talking about ashes all around the world. How did you watch the women's ashes? Actually, um, it was on the weekends most of the times, and we were training with the girls, and sometimes uh, we had one phone that we we reached and we saw how was this going, how was the game going from the ICC TV. And sometimes I went, I was at home and, and I woke, I woke up really early to see the game. And I was, it was so interesting at first, but the test match was really difficult. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was maybe at home and woke up early or we were training and we had a cell phone and, and we were like, how is the game going? How is Australia? How is England? So we were we were like that with all the team. So the other players got engaged in watching it as well. Oh yeah, yeah. We are in the group. We have a group that is called Flamingos, because the Argentinian team is called Flamingos. And we were saying like, did you see the catch of Danny Wyatt? Did you see the catch of Sofia Kristen? Uh, it was like, oh, there's another weekend from England. So they were all tied because the Ashes were like that. They were all the time tied up. So. It was surprising. Were you surprised with the result at all? Actually, I was. Yeah. Um, at first, I I was really like, oh, 
I wanted maybe a little bit of fight. Um, we were spoken with the girls that now Australia has it. Australia definitely 100% has it. But then England was like, boom, woke up from the nightmares. They woke up and and they started fighting and they started like, uh, putting the, the fight in, in, in the field. And that was really when we engaged in the more. Um, even though uh, Australia said that they had that gap, um, England didn't didn't make us saw that um, the gap that Australia said they had. Um, I think the the England level was amazing, amazing. It was inspiring to see um, with the girls we were trying like we have like so many. And we want to go to the nets now. We want to go and play a cricket game right now. Like seeing that. Um, I, I think, um, no, it didn't surprise me, um, that, that it was so, so tied up. Um, at first I, I thought Australia would win, but, um, but then no, I, I thought England would, would, uh, win the Ashes. Which players inspired you the most on both sides? Uh, from England's side, Danny Wyatt was exceptional in the field, during the batting, exceptional. Um, she was fierce, fearless. Sorry, um, she was fearless. In the um, it was something that I, um, when she needed to to do the batting, she did the seventy-five runs, if I'm not wrong. Um, and that was incredible to see as well. Um, the she had the the run out from the boundary that was exceptional as well, and from the Australian part. I think Ashley Gardner was amazing with the bowling as well. Um, as well with the batting, but with the bowling, she was absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah, I think from both sides, it was like that. And you played with Phoebe Litchfield in Fairbreak. I did. I did, yeah. I, I mean, she's a really funny girl. <laughs> she got a lot of energy. And when I saw when I saw her coming to the field, I was like, "Yeah, come on, please do fifty, hundred, everything." Um, I was trying to maybe send a message like all the best, but I was really scared to maybe um, send that message because I don't know. Uh, but uh, when I saw her, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's it's their game, it's it's her game." But she will she will have the it's her games. Um, maybe it was not the best tournament, but it's really good that she has experience. Um, she's really young. She's starting to play in Australia. And as a as an open batter, it's really difficult to be an open batter. Not everyone can be an open batter. So um, and she definitely has the talent to be there. So she deserves the spot. And she will definitely be much better than this tournament. But I think it's really good experience. What's plans now for you, Mariana, with the Argentina team? Um, now we have the qualifiers, the Americas qualifiers in in Los Angeles, USA. And we're playing against Canada, USA and Brazil. So we we're trying to have maybe a spot there. We are we trust in our team, we trust in our level, we are working really hard. Um but yeah, we're the, the preparation is 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 good to be. It's good to be now working 
with the things that our coach is, is in the project and, and we, we have in a different mentality. So yeah, we have that. So you'll be playing against one of the other guests on this podcast, Roberta Moretti Avery. Yeah. Yeah. A really inspired woman. Uh, when we play against her, she, she has, uh, such a personality in the field and out of the field. Um, I think in the field it was it is a completely different woman in the way that the energy that she managed with with the with the team. Um, you can see how competitive it is. Like she wants to be competitive, even though um, she's not looking for results. Maybe um, you can see that she's going for everything. And she's going to eat you. If they need it, she's going to eat you as a team. So that's good to see uh, because, you know, you're not playing with like anyone. You're playing against Roberta. So that's good to see. But finally, the Women's Ashes 2023, a great inspiration for cricketers in Argentina. Yeah, it was. It was. The Ashes was. Um, I think we were... Um, we were waiting for that tournament um, for cricketers in Argentina as, as women to see it. And we were saying, Ashes is coming, women's Ashes is coming, England against Australia. This is going to be really fun. And the most thing that uh, I I really um, have as, as a memory or as an inspiration from this is that um, even though we wanted to train before, now we want to be in the field 24-7. Like after that, we want to be not like England, not like Australia, but that kind of um, that kind of fun that they have in the field, that kind of um, fire that they have in the field. Australia against England. Like uh, We want to be like that. We want to be playing every single game and not be tight like that, not be in, 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 I don't know, the skills that they have. Just be like, I know, you know, when when you saw every single ball and you thought this ball can be wicked, this ball can be a four, this ball can be a six, that kind of, of cricket that you don't know what's going to happen in the next ball. That's that's what what we what we have from, from the ashes. It was so inspiriting for us. Well, thank you very much, um, Mariana, for being on the show. No, thank you very much for reminding me. I'm really pleased to be here again. Hello, Roberta. Welcome back to the paddock and the pavilion. Hello. It's so nice to be here with you again. Well, thanks for finding the time amongst your busy training on this episode about watching Ashes all around the world. Where did you get to watch the women's Ashes? Well, actually, it's a little bit less busy now because the Ashes have finished, but uh, we were watching it everywhere. We have a TV in the training centre. The TV was always on in the Ashes. Uh, I was watching at home, uh, lunchtime, tea time, whatever time we had available. The whole team was pretty much following everything, which was pretty cool. Uh, so, but on Sunday, when, when we had a second ODI, I actually canceled all my plans just to make sure that I was watching the game <laughs> full time. Uh, so yeah, it has been very good to have it broadcasted here in Brazil. So was it easy to watch in Brazil? Was it live on telly? Uh, not live on telly. We don't have cricket live here yet, but it was on ICC TV app. So we were able to put on the app 
and uh, connected to our TVs. So it was easy and free for, to access for everyone. So I guess that's why we had so many people talking about the Ashes this time. Oh, so the team were all involved watching the and following the games? Not only the Brazilian women's team, but the men's, the uh, under-19s, under-15s. Uh, uh, we had a, I, was, I was having a meeting here in the training center, and uh, behind me, there was like the whole of the under-15 teams uh, watching the game that was on telly while I was having the meeting. It was so cool because it's how they find their role models, isn't it? How they see what level of cricket they can maybe one day achieve in their lives. And uh, it was very easy and free to access. And were you cheering for England? Of course. Don't tell the Australians. <laughs> because you played... My dog is called Jimmy Anderson. I am a big fan of Heather Knight. It's impossible to not support England. Although I do admire a lot the Australian team. I love them. But I thought that the winning streak had to come to an end. Uh, the competition between two teams has to be good. The gap has to be closed. So I think it was an amazing uh, tournament to watch. Yeah. How were the dogs just going back? Were, were they watching? <laughs> when I was at home on Sunday, all the dogs were with me. Uh, and when I was watching the men's ashes with uh, at home, every time Jimmy Anderson would bowl, I would tell Jim the dog Anderson that he was bowling. So it was a, it was an interesting experience. Well, this podcast is about the women's ashes. So uh, we've still got Jimmy Anderson. We can get him on anyway because he's one of your dogs, neither one Stuart Broad. But what what then were your thoughts on the series? Were you surprised that England drew the series eight all? I was not surprised. Uh, I knew that I had potential to be competing against Australia. The way they have been playing cricket on the John Lewis area has been very good. Uh, it just needed to click. And I think, although they didn't play their best cricket, uh, it shows that they are able to compete versus the best team of the world uh, and shows the potential that this English team has. Uh, there's a lot of young players coming through. Uh, and it was so good because every game was a close call. Uh, pretty much every game was a close call. And uh, it for me, it had a sweet feeling to have this tournament drew, although it was 6-0 after two games. So, yeah, I think it was very good to have two white ball win series uh, for England. I can't wait for the next games and the next tournament. I think it's going to be very good. Which players caught your eye? You cannot not talk about Natsi Verbrandt. She is unbelievable. It's amazing how good she can be uh, under pressure. Uh, I think just to watch uh, Lauren Fillen, Filler follow the test, pace, coming, no fear, just this youth, um, youth drive. It was so good to see her ball. I think I had, uh, I think I stopped to watch every single one of her overs. Uh, just to see that excited them and that, that danger and that's something new coming through. I'm a huge fan of Elise Perry and I'm a huge fan of Beth Mooney. I love the way they're bat, the way they think of their games, the way that Elise Perry was 9-9 on the first innings on the test, like so easy, so beautiful to see. And come on, you Sophie Eccleston, isn't it? Don't you love to watch her ball uh, every single time? So there were a lot of players that were on the radar most of the time. Uh, but overall, the series has been amazing. I guess uh, players like Lauren Fire are the players that inspire young Brazilians. Uh, actually, 
yes, of course, because she's new, she's she's fresh, she's different, she hasn't been in the scenes. Um, but I, I have a lot of players here talking about Sophie Eccleston, her catches, uh, her spinning. Uh, there are a lot of players here talking about uh, Capsi, although Capsi didn't have the greatest tournaments, uh, but she's young as well. She's coming through. Uh, there's a lot of Kate Cross fans. Uh, so I guess there are different people relate to different players. Uh, but the most important thing is they're looking at these games, they're watching these games, and they are finding people who are that are relatable to, to them. I think that's going to be the same feeling that you're going to have in other countries. They're going to look at these players and say, you know what? I want to bat like them. I want to bowl like them. I want to field like them. And that's what matters. And personally, you, you played with Heather Knight at Fairbreak in 2021. 22, sorry. Yes, 22, yes. Yeah, I, I love Heather Knight. Uh, I think she's a very down-to-earth captain, a very honest-to-herself person. I love that she had that very good partnership with uh, Nat Siebert-Brunt. Um, and she, how she adapts her game. Uh, I think she's very smart and uh, I'll keep always watching her, following her and supporting her uh, because, and I know she deserves every single thing that is coming towards the team now because they work bloody hard on getting their the team on a very competitive place again. And uh, yeah, the next World Cup, the next Ashes are going to be very good for the team. You liked uh, five days for the test match? Of course. Imagine if that test match was not five days. Imagine if we had four days again. We wouldn't have that that last day competitiveness. Uh, we we deserve women's cricket deserves five days tests, and I think that was a great way to start the Ashes campaign. Your favorite memory then of the women's Ashes twenty twenty three in Brazil? It has to be Kate Cross uh, scoring the last runs to win uh, with Heather Knight. And come on, Heather Knight is a person that is very composed. And her throwing her bass, her bat, fist pumping, Kate Cross shouting in the middle of the pitch. That sort of raw emotion is not something that we usually see from her. So for me to to, to see that shows how much it matters, how much they are fighting for it. And uh, that the last clip is still on my mind. And I love that it happened. And I love that it happened with Kate Cross, which is a person that has so many battles and is still finds a way of loving the game and sharing that passion with the whole world. Personally, you we mentioned it earlier on the show, you are busy and you've been busy. You've not long since played against Argentina in a T20 series. Yes, we played against them uh, about 30, 40 days ago. They came to Brazil for a five-game series. It's very important for the region uh, that we have, that we play more, more international games. So the youth and the, the new players we started getting more experience. Uh, that happened in preparation for the ICC World Cup T20 qualifiers. That is going to happen in, in 38 days. So I think it's extremely important that we play more cricket. Uh, so it was a great experience. And we had a lot of kids that are in the projects, in grassroots projects, come and watch us. And uh, it's good because the participation in the projects after the series increased uh, with girls. So it's good to see the new girls coming and uh, watching us and finding role models, local role models, and uh, wanting to play more cricket. But uh, Ashes series like we've just had can only inspire more women to play cricket all around the world. Of course. Uh, 
is all about finding role models and giving opportunity of play. And um, we are giving opportunity of play and Ashes is bringing the role models, inspiration and showing the, what the best ones in the world are doing. So I think that's a great, great combination to inspire girls uh, and boys, not only girls. Uh, like I said, the other 15 boys were watching uh, and talking about Sophie Eccleston. So it's, a, it's inspiring people to play cricket. Well, thank you very much again for joining us. Then you're more than welcome anytime. That's it from my guests all around the world. As I said in the intro, women's cricket is a global game which keeps growing. It's been a lot of fun making this podcast, finding out how through phones, laptops and WhatsApp groups, players all around the world have been following the women's ashes. Don't forget we have more ashes to come on the show with extra shows from the Silver Ashes while Roland Butcher will soon be back to review the 2023 Men's Ashes series. But this show would not have been possible without the time given to me by all my guests. Catch their passion and their love of the game. Find out their heroes, the players that inspire them. Enjoy Ashes all around the world. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.